<laughs> Hi, everybody. Emily Schaum here with Meathead Hippie Podcast. I am a nutritional therapy practitioner, personal trainer, business owner, and I'm filming this intro in a sauna in my gym. <laughs> uh, it was like a little bubble of quiet, and it's nine o'clock on a Tuesday. I want to make sure you guys get this on a Wednesday. Uh, I just have had such a day. Someone asked, Do you, you should totally podcast about opening a gym. And I said, give me a month. So in a month, I will talk about it. But this month, October, a couple things going on. October is the month for moms. I am not a mom. Therefore, I am talking to moms all month, every podcast this Wednesday. If you're not a mom, not interested in being a mom, or you're a dad or a not dad male, then seriously, listen to this anyway. This I know I'm saying it's for moms, but it is some of the best gems and jewels and pieces of advice for life, for goal setting, for taking care of yourself, for all of it. It's just incredible. So please listen in. Today is with Denise Allman. Denise is the wife of Neil Allman, who was my first mentor and coach when I first started CrossFit, when I start, first started doing Olympic lifting and powerlifting. They are the owners of Mighty Movement Academy. They just work on getting people strong at even a young age. And so me and Neil did a podcast forever ago. I need to redo it because the audio is shit. But if you look for it, it was about getting kids into weightlifting and what's safe, what you should do, how you should do it. It was really good about programming. But to have his wife, who is just such a gem, and I don't know, we've just known each other forever, and I love it, and it's just such a fun um, full cir- full circle for me to like film this at the top of my gym and they were really a big piece of why I even started and so it was just great and we have three more podcast guests um, with the CEO and founder of BirthFit and two more BirthFit moms. The whole reason we're doing this is because we're about to launch an MPAC diaper bag. It is not just a diaper bag. It's really just a badass backpack but it's in collaboration with BirthFit. I am so proud and so excited to partner with a company that's doing it right for moms teaching them how to move their body, how to take care of their body, how to nourish their body, how to think about their body through pregnancy. And it's just, it's just the best bag I've ever even seen, let alone it's mine. So that's launching on October 22nd. So in celebration, we're just doing a ton of fun things with them. So you guys get to know them, you hear from them, and then you guys get to see firsthand the bag. So uh, if you haven't seen it yet, be sure you go look for it. We're going to have a big announcement actually tomorrow on the Instagram of Evolved Motion. Um, some other things that I'm working on this month myself, I have drank way too much caffeine, <laughs> period. So September was really like this like, uh, I don't know, not depressed, but like all I could do is do the gym. I didn't do anything else well. And I just felt very low energy because all the energy was just, let's make this gym happen. I'm so sick of talking about it. Let's just make it happen. And in order to do that, I had to go through some adrenal dysfunction and did a ton of caffeine. And now I'm catching myself. Um, Adrenals with M, if you haven't seen that hashtag, start start learning. It is just something that really triggers my adrenals. And so for me, I'm doing one cup of coffee a day. And the rest is sipping on herbs. If you use that hashtag five times in October, you too can be sipping on herbs with my tea. So anybody that tags me five times and posting in stories of them talking about sipping on herbs... Make sure you're not private. You will get a free bag of tea. 
these teas are so good. So please do it. See my post on Instagram if you haven't. And then the last thing I have to say before we get into this great interview is I just launched a mindset program. My sauna is done heating. Um, I launched a new program called Don't Overthink It. It is three weeks, six one-on-ones with me in a group setting, but small, intimate, talking about mindset and just crushing the mindset piece of how we're going to go through our life and how we're going to change the things we want to change, how we're going to stop wishing and start doing and how it's time to finally make and break those goals, crush those goals. That's my biggest thing. I'm so sick of hearing people say, I don't have time. I can't do it because you can, you totally, totally can. We just have to get through the mindset piece. We have to learn why you have a blockade, why you self-sabotage, why you are hesitant, why you are hesitating, why you are not sure how to get from where you are to where you want to be. I promise you I was there. I've been there. I've done it. And all of a sudden it's just like a light at the end of the tunnel with my Facebook group. It was like, what do you guys want help with? What do you guys need help with? What can I help you with? Everything is just sticking with it and motivation and knowing that you're capable. So it's not about the meal plans. It's not about the strength programs. It's not about the calendar. It's about fixing between your ears what you are what you are capable of doing. And these six sessions and this group, all of it's going to be just life-changing. And that is all found on emilystrom.com. Boom. I cannot wait. Oh, it's getting hot in the sauna. I don't want to overheat things. So enjoy the podcast with Denise. She is just incredible. Um, if you're in Denver, if you have kids, go check out Neil and Denise's work with uh, Mighty Movement Academy. They are gems. Um, you're going to love them. Have a fantastic hump day. I'll see you next week. <laughs> I'm Emily Schramm, the ultimate meathead hippie. Welcome to the show. So Denise Allman, it is such a pleasure to have you. I've had your husband on Meathead Hippie, but it's long overdue. You were on my first, we filmed on an iPad for my 21 day superhero challenge, which is now the MFIT challenge, talking about moms. And I just am so glad that we're back on. It's like six years later, probably. Oh, easily. (laughs) Uh, So welcome to Meathead Hippie. You are, tell me about yourself, you and your husband and your kids and just kind of give me like the bio of Denise. Oh, okay. Well, I usually start off by saying I'm Neil's wife, <laughs> Denise Allman, <laughs> because a lot of people know my husband through some strength training and CrossFit and general love and affection. So um, I have five kids with we have together, and uh, the youngest set is a set of twins that are almost two years old. I love seeing your post of your <laughs> twins. Did you ever think you would have twins? No. Sometimes you accidentally get pregnant, and then you find out they're twins. Identical twins. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, you kind of documented your steps because it was just, I love seeing your the process of you being like, I'm having twins. Oh my God, this is a miracle. Like that's really how you feel. Yeah. You know, I I have had kids. So you would think the leap from zero to one would be like, it can happen. Um, For me, I was just so overwhelmed with giving the the gift of children to raise. And then with it felt such a strong sense of developing their potential and that was phenomenal in the fact that it it really developed mine. So I feel like such a more whole person 
helping these guys. <laughs> yeah, because you talked about when we did our first iPad video, it was really about how, I mean, I just feel like it, based off of just who you are and the reason I'm so glad that you were able to be on this podcast for this Momtober month that we're having is just because you, I feel like it was one of the few people when you post about it, it's like, it feels like your duty and honor to bring these people into the world. Not to say that the other moms that I follow aren't like that, but it's especially true. I actually had to readjust my thinking from woe is me. This is so hard. I can't believe the amount of effort or I've had this taken from me to be able to experience it. I decided that that Part of the brain gets shut off. And honestly, it can. Every once in a while, it creeps up. (laughs) But if you show the beautiful side of things, the beauty is what you feel. So it wasn't always like that. um, I do recall finding out I was pregnant with the twins because I was screaming and crying at Neil (laughs) at like midnight. (laughs) There's so many ups and downs to motherhood. And, you know, your children wrong you all the time. Um, (laughs) But I decided that that's a bump in the road. That is not the picture of it. You know, your mood changes, not your mood of parenting a zero to 18 year old. It changes moment to moment. And you have to readjust your focus to remember that you freaking love it. (laughs) You love those kids. You love being around them. When they wrong you, you can find a right. That they're always growing. That something starts as a very primitive skill and develops into an excellence. So I think I've really decided that I want to see them for the best that they can be. Um, Cause too many parents don't, don't take that, that road. I, I can't, I can't stress enough to never call your kid a brat or never call them mean. Just never, never say that. Cause that's then how you view, view them. And then that's how you feel about them. Just turn to them and say, that's interesting. <laughs> and then move forward. Yeah. Next moment. Yeah. Next moment. So I like the next moments when that happens because I know they're going to be good. That's a good piece of advice. Because I So talk about your ages, where Bryce, where, where all your kids are. Oh, my goodness. Bryce is my oldest. He's 13. So let it be known. <laughs> I will have a high schooler next year. Oh my God. Lila is almost nine. Bo is five, and then Margo and Louisa are one turning two. So they're all three and a half to four and a half years apart. It feels like living a multitude of lives at once. (laughs) Parenting teenagers, parenting toddlers. like Yeah. But I feel like I'd rather live a hundred lifetimes in one life than live one predictable one. That's so good. So the whole point of, and I kind of have talked about this in the intro, but, you know, for me, I have a cat. When people say <laughs> I'm a mom, I'm like, oh, I have a cat. Like the most low maintenance animal besides a goldfish. Um, I mean, he's kind of a puppy cat. But for the most part, it's like, and I can't even pretend to be a mom. I can't even pretend to know what it's like to have five humans to be responsible. That, or one. You know <laughs> well, what I mean? It's all inside you. You just have to bring it forth. And you had, you're the youngest, but you yeah. lived in a family with several kids. And so you got to feel that dynamic. You just didn't lead that dynamic. So it's just kind of a shift in roles. Cats, great start. <laughs> great start. 
although I'm picking poop out of potted plants right oh, now. Oh, you just get a cat, right? <laughs> I just got it a week ago. I got two. That's so exciting. Um, but otherwise, <laughs> yes, it's a very good starting point. <laughs> but it's, it all starts with poop, Emily. It let does, me tell I mean, you. that's really what it is. I can handle I wash dogs, and dogs do not like being washed. So I got pooped on a lot. So oh. I feel like I have a nice time. I didn't know that was yeah. the thing. Oh, it is. Kids do that too, though. I can tell <laughs> I can handle some poop, I think. Yeah. So when people are looking at you like, okay, you are into fitness, you make time for the gym, you have five kids. I just, I refuse to be somebody that pretends I'm an expert on this because I'm just so far from it. So really my goal is just to let these moms this month be the experts. So oh, cool. you are one of the experts. <laughs> I would say you can either get washed around by the wave. Or you can ride it. And I decided I was going to sit on top of it, which just takes a lot of on focus. I try not to relax too much because then you have to herd it all back together. So there's some tips that I have for moms of kids of varying ages. But generally, I want to say that the best discipline that you can have is a child that disciplines themselves. There's that takes all the work out for you, but it takes some time to get there. And really, it's a based on trust, some obedience, I guess. <laughs> right. But obedience with trust is not really obedience. It's almost a friendship. Um, and, you know, trying to keep people from having that bad side crop up. So some of the things that I wanted to talk to you about, because I did talk about in the past, maybe more so for the mothers this time, maybe more of a kid focus is Get those kids moving. Um, Get those kids moving. We are now in the era of video games, which does not require much more than thumb movement. So in our house, no video games. If you want to go to a friend's house, I kind of have lost my control. But you have got to get those kids up because they need to be moving. And when they don't, they cry out in some way. They act out. They have behaviors that may not be societally acceptable. They get demanding. They get emotional. I can relate this to a dog, right? Yeah. If you do not go walk your dog. Oh, my goodness. Your dog. I mean, that's horrible to say your kid, like, compare your dog. But you, this guy this is the non mom trying to relate. <laughs> no, I you took know. my parenting advice yeah. from Cesar Milan. He said, exercise discipline, affection, and run them ragged, and you have way more control than you think. So I just want to emphasize that there's structured play, which you can take your kids to programs, and there's unstructured play. Um, And then there's just having fun, like turn everything off and just goof around on the floor. You'll feel better. They'll feel better. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, play is it. And you're already right now thinking of your best excuse that you don't have time on this day or that day, or it's cold outside or it's wet. Kids love cold. Kids love wet. (laughs) Kids love going outside. They get to experience something different. And I don't know if you've ever heard this, but there's two different types of brainwaves that you are looking and focusing at an object and you have one brainwave. 
And if you are looking and focusing at space, you create a different one. And so kids just got to get out and not, they spend enough time in school focusing on something. They don't need to go home and focus on something. They need, they need to move. Just movement in general. Just movement. What if someone, and I'm just being devil's advocate to kind of for advice of somebody that's like, okay, I have a kid, but no matter what they will, they're not into sports. They're not into getting dirty or they're just not into like opening the door. Take everything they have away. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) If they have something, they generally find crutches. Maybe they're a book reader. Maybe they are a video game player. Maybe they just don't have high energy. Take everything away, send them outside, and they will find a stick or a rock or a friend, or they will run or they will jump. And, you know, it doesn't have to happen the first time. It might happen the second or the third, or you might put them in a different environment. You take them to the playground, you take them on a bike ride, you take them on a walk, you climb some stuff. Yeah. You do something different. If it's not working, you have the wrong plan. Go do something different. Pivot. But don't don't ever get comfortable that the lesser you or the lesser them is good enough. Yeah. Always pushing, always moving forward, always developing. That's what kids do. That's always. Well, I do. saw something really profound that I posted, um, and it might have been from you. Do you remember? <laughs> yes, this is your post. You were. It was somebody on a train, a mom in a train. Oh. Yes, and I put that in my stories, and I was like, I found that. I remember this so vividly. It was from your Facebook. Yeah. So it was a mom on a train, and someone right next to them reading a book with them. Yeah. And it, it, what it was it? What did it, it say? It said, "They children don't hear you; they see you." And yeah. so, any mother, tell me, confirm with me right now that your kid does not listen to you. <laughs> you you tell them to do something, and they absolutely do not do it. But yet, if you set up a series of habits and behaviors and expectations, right? They expect to go outside most nights. Um, they just fall in line. They're actually so much more easy to manipulate than we think, but we let them put up um, kind of these defense mechanisms. They say, I don't want to, and the parent is quick to say, okay, cool by me, and no, push further. And then they say, they get angry. I don't want to. This, I don't like that. Okay, we're still going to do it anyways. Thank you for telling me how you feel. And then you push forward and maybe they throw something, um, but you still push forward. Then maybe they cry and you still push forward because these are the natural cycles of humans. Now we see adults get stuck in these because somebody didn't push them through the full cycle to doing it. So they put up these defense mechanisms that uh, then rage and then emotion. Um, You just keep pushing. You're the adult in the room. You're the adult in the room. And you know what happens every time you take them out? They love it. It's the initial resistance. So get them to start dropping their barriers. One of the most inhibiting things for all humans is our unwillingness to do something. Don't support your child in building an unwillingness to do something. I only eat these foods. I always play my video games. No, change it up. (laughs) <laughs> change yeah. it up I had this um interesting book have you ever heard of glow kids before? oh you were telling me a yeah. little bit about so that glow kids and I just but the whole time I'm listening to it or reading it it was like oh but adults are the exact same way mm-hmm. you know whether it's a video game and you're just trying to kind of get through your doctor's appointment 
and your kids just need something to distract them with, or if it's us and we're trying yeah. to distract ourselves, like that connection to technology. So I'd love your take on oh my goodness technology. So technology is such a double-edged sword. We have it's almost like infinite intelligence. We can literally open up a laptop or touch our phone and find out answers to anything. We can be given inspiration. Like you've touched the hearts and minds of so many people through writing a few words and putting it out on a medium that's an electronic medium. But at the same time, we use it for bad so much. I, I purposely, I do not, we don't have iPad, we don't have TV because it's a escalating dose. You need more and you need more and you need more and you need more. And that's how kids work. So, Sometimes you have to say none at all. Have some vice. Great. You can have some vice. Do not let it be a 20-hour-a-day video game yeah. addiction. Um, so so for me, I don't take those things to places I go. I have enough kids, though, that they play with each other. I feel like that's a cheat. That's true. You have a tribe. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, when we lived, uh, for anybody that's listening, I lived in Fiji for a year and a half, which is like a third world country. Can we talk about that? <laughs> Just like because okay, so I want to talk about your free spirit. So yeah. you are a Sagittarius. Oh my goodness, you're such a tea. free spirit and <laughs> such a um, such a bird. It's some type of bird is your spirit animal. I think I've, I'm a shape shapeshifter because at different times in my life, like if I had gone through my life story, you'd say you've done it all because people only see you who, for who you are now and what you yeah. haven't done. But like. I like to be a mall. I've yeah. been a variety of spirit animals. Which is so fun because that's good. Cause it, but I just am curious from Sagittarius to Sagittarius, mm-hmm. like that sense of freedom. You need that sense of freedom. Oh, you have to. You get stuck in the hypnotic rhythm of life. Yeah. And then it eats and tears you down. Even when you're doing things that you like with people you like for the most part, you have to bust that up. You have to create new and self-imposed conflicts so you can grow your spirit. How do you do that? Um, I have learned to not be attached to things. And I think you, of all people, know that there's some like teeny tiny little voice inside of you that says, you should do this. And then you generally ignore it. And I say, tell me more. <laughs> tell me more. I want to know. What should I do? Yeah. And I kind of listen to it and I go, oh, that does sound good. Yeah, I think I would love to do that. But the difference that, that I think I, I have is I've learned that you clarify what you really want. And then clarify and then clarify and then clarify and then clarify until it's so obvious and so easy that you can go forth and do it, even not knowing all of the things that will befall you, and you do it anyways. So that makes sense. I think yeah. that's that's what's happened. Is I've listened to that voice in dream the dreams. Well, the PG example is most definitely an easy one to say. I said, "What? How am I going to work this job and steer down the barrel of life and know what I'm going to do in thirty years from now?" That seems ridiculous. How can I have lived a life if I'm doing the same thing at 20 as I am doing at 60? And I said, I know I like clean water, sunshine, uh, clean food. Um, so there's, you know, there's the, the elements, water, earth, fire, which is the sun and yeah. air. <laughs> and so I said, I can't believe how corrupted those things are around me. 
if I do something different, I can always change my mind later. And so I, I chased that dream and I got to live on a tropical island for a year and a half and I'd go back in a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> but you gotta you gotta chase those dreams or you know, you'll look yeah. back and you'll say, I'm old. <laughs> I'm gonna talk I'm gonna tackle this for a sec because I know there's lots of mamas that I have with dreams. Mm-hmm. Um in my Facebook group and my the people that follow me, whether they're thinking about starting their own business or they just feel a little bit in that transitional stage. I even had someone ask, you know, I love that you podcast people that feel like they've made it, but yeah. I want to know somebody that's just getting started. And oh, I was, well, that's, that's that person that's months ago. I know. It's everybody. <laughs> but that same thing of, you know, I'm a mom. I have all these duties and responsibilities, but I still have something in me that hasn't, oh, yeah. hasn't been satisfied. Or I know that if I light it priorities will shift things will yeah. change and so there's some hesitancy a seed knows what it is but it's got to be the right day of the germination cycle to break loose and so i can say that with my most recent experience i snuggle so hard i kept those babies on my chest snuggled against my heart for almost an entire year <laughs> like the first 6 months was like a cocoon um, and I, it gained like a lot of weight. You put on a lot of weight to have twins and I'm not down with dropping weight while I'm breastfeeding. I don't know if there's some other moms out there cause it never goes well. You get stressed, they're hungry. And then, you know, we just have this shit storm on our hands. So I always, I've now through many pregnancies found out. So what if I look like I had a kid <laughs> for yeah. a year or two. And so last November, it's kind of a personal story. It's, it's kind of okay. embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, but last November, um, Neil had been reading this book, and then all of a sudden, his behaviors had changed, and he was, like, getting stuff done. And if you know Neil, <laughs> getting stuff done doesn't rank. <laughs> like, just things, like accomplishing things. Yeah. I don't even know what to call them, but you know yeah. what he does. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he did stuff, and I turned to him, and I said, Neil, why are you being so uh, proactive and motivated (laughs) and productive and like you're accomplishing stuff? He goes, well, Denise, I was reading this book and I was thinking, reflecting on my life. And I decided, what could I do that would make Denise happy? (laughs) And I was like, nobody's ever told me that. (laughs) Like nobody's ever tried to like please me. Like the kids don't try to please you. They might rub your feet or braid your hair (laughs) once in a while if you kind of coax them into it. But Neil said that he was going to be productive. And I was so thankful and like kind of blushed. And then I was like, ew, ugh. Now I feel obligated to ask you what you want. But he didn't ask me, right? He just started doing it. And I said, okay, Neil, I actually know what you would want me to do. I said, you'd probably want me to look like a really sexy lady and laugh and smile a lot. He goes, that sounds good to me. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, what a like knock to all my parenting and taking care of the children and the household and the work I do that all he wants me to do is giggle in his presence. And I was like, ew, men are so much simpler than we think they are. Uh, They just want us to be generally happy. And so I just was like, mindset change. Whenever you um, feel the strength to serve someone else, 
all the strength comes rushing to you. It just magically is at your possession. And so I changed my mind. I changed my eating. I changed my working out. And it was like the floodgates had sprung open. I lost like 30, 40 pounds in like six weeks. So you wanted to shift because you were like, oh, he wants me to be happy. Therefore, I should. And I was like, I want to be happy. Yeah, I (laughs) love that. Yeah. And so when you. That leads really well into one of the other things that I kind of written down as I scratched before I came here is that you have to have not just a goal. You've had many goals and you've smashed those. You have to have a purpose behind that goal. And so that's one of the things with raising these kids is I want them to grow up as full potential adults. I want to make sure that their bodies are strong, their minds are strong, they're creative, they're loving. You can't get that result on accident. You don't reach your goals on accident. Have you like accidentally reached a goal? No. (laughs) God, sometimes I wish. I'm sometimes like, fuck, I want this to be easy. Yes. I was actually thinking though, because you've made hard look easy, you know, Karen, I was, we didn't have, we don't have TV. So when you were on the the challenge, Karen would have us over every night (laughs) for the challenge. And uh, you ate something disgusting. Oh, yes. Something I don't know what it was. Well, it was two, I can remember two things that I remember being really (laughs) disgusting. It was called Duran Duran, which it looks like a fruit. It looks very innocent, but Mm -hmm. it smells like if you left cheese out for a year. Yeah, just horrific. And then fermented fish soup, but it was just like fermented fish sitting in water. Right. Now, everybody right now is thinking that's disgusting, as are you. (laughs) My face. (laughs) But yet, I think somebody said, she housed that. (laughs) Because you had not only a goal, your goals are so strong, they border purpose, or they are purpose. Yeah. so... I had that feeling. I had that goal, that purpose. I wanted to be that great wife and that great mother. And I always felt I've fallen so short. To this day, I fall so short. But I know that with a purpose, it is not just there, that the hard work has to keep coming. And that that was really monumental, to have a purpose of being a, the kind of person that I wanted to be and the kind of person that Neil really wanted me to be. And then to do it. So you better start finding some really good excuses for wanting to be awesome. And I would say you probably have thought in your head over and over, it's for them. 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 The things you do are not for you. The things you do are for other people. And so that's, oh, that's that helps. Good. Well, I am that was such a beautiful example for me to for the cat mom to be like, "Oh, yeah, because there was no other option." Right. When it's becoming, when, like you said, goal lines up so closely, it almost becomes purpose Mm -hmm. or it is purpose. There is no, there really is. It's just not an option. Yeah. I I also found another thing related to that is people are like, I'm going to try working out at this new place. Yeah. Never, ever try something new in your life. You effing commit yourself to doing the thing you want to do. You are not going to go try it and see if you like it. You have already decided. You have sent that message to every cell in your body. Yes. I am doing it. Come hell or high water, it will be done. And that's how I felt about it. Because generally when you have a half-ass jumping in, you get a half-ass result. And so 
that's that's another that's thing. Really Purpose and commitment make a huge difference. If you're if you're listening to this right now, you can go grab a pencil or a pen and a sheet of paper and draw a triangle. And on the top of that triangle, you can write your goal or your purpose. And if it's like sexy, giggly lady, put that at the top. <laughs> and then on the another corner of the triangle, you have to have a plan. You have to think of something, which is what Emily has done such a phenomenal job doing. You've given people like a structured plan to follow through on to get a desired result. You have to have plans and tasks, whether it's that 5.30 a.m. wake up whether it's sending the kids down at the park and doing some freaking workout moves and being like a shamed lady or not, just roll with it. <laughs> and then the last thing is you have to reflect and reassess. Why am I doing this? Do I even care anymore? Yes, I care. I care. I'm Those doing this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Is it working? Is it not working? If it's not working, what do I got to change? Is this really my goal? And you run through that triangle every day of your life. You get rid of all your negative thoughts and you replace them with that triangle. Uh, um, and that's how you get your goal. You run it until it comes it. to fruition. <laughs> so if someone's struggling with purpose, um, is it just them being quiet with themselves a little bit more to kind of ch ch check in with that? Like if someone's still like, okay, obviously I have my macro goal and maybe some small micro goals. What if it's, what if there's someone listening that's like, fuck, what is even, what am I even on this earth to Number do? one, set down that dang electronic you were talking about earlier. You know, yeah. your mind is meant for stillness. That is the initial state. Currently, we live in a system where our minds are voracious, just trying to gobble up sights and informations and tastes. No, that teeny tiny little voice, like, will talk to you when you set all that other shit down. Your kids are screaming. You can still close your eyes and turn within. You are, like, overwhelmed with your work. Dang, those smokers get a freaking 15-minute break every two hours. You can, like, get your break every yeah. two hours, you know? Yeah. You are making an excuse. You have got 30 seconds, you have got five minutes, you have got 90 seconds, you have got an hour or two. You have got to figure out what you want. Your mom's not going to do it for you. Your dad's not going to do it for you. Your friends don't care that much. You, you, They care about you. They don't care about your goals. They can't work your goals for you. Your spouse probably is ticking you off half the time, right? Or your partner or whoever that person that's annoying to you that you love, yeah. your cat. <laughs> um, so you just got to shut that shit off so you can find out you. And then once you figure that out, once you hear that voice that says what you want, you start writing that plan down. You start working that plan and you have to do that full committal. And you might get your toes wet on the edge of the pool for a while. But when you're ready to jump in, you go to the top of your head. <laughs> you go yeah, like all in. All you in. don't try. But sometimes you got to sit back and like put, piece it together. <laughs> Sorry, Single though. sneeze. Single sneeze. I know that came out of nowhere. I got an itchy nose. Um, I love that. And then the for you, your daily check-ins, do you just get it when you can? Um, oh, I just let shit go. My life is so organized and such a mess. You, like, you probably know the feeling. Every mother knows the feeling. 
you like put a label on stuff and you piece together your time and you decide when you're going to go somewhere and you prep a meal and then it all goes to hell and you just hang on. Yeah. But the good thing is, is at the end of the night, you close your eyes, you feel nothing at all. It washes away and you start a new day. Yeah. So you, yeah, there's. How do you let that go? Because you have talked about this a little bit in your Facebook about like, no matter what happened that day, right? with kids or with partner or with work, yeah, whatever it is, you're really good at letting go. And I'm horrible at oh, it, Oh, you know, it's such a learned skill. I would love to tell you some secrets. I definitely, I'm such a Bikram yoga, yogi lover. Yoga? But sweat. But sweat. So do you know who Dr. Emoto is? And he talks about memory and water. No. So your body is like 70% water. and you store memories like in your brain, but I have this convoluted thing that I manipulate in my mind to say, I'm a bunch of stored water. And if I don't like who I am, I better get that shit out. Like uh, get that shit out. It's a sweat. Get those memories out, get that stuff out, let that go. Is that why I love sauna so much? I think so. In my opinion, and somebody wrote this, it may be slightly inappropriate, but somebody goes, when you're taking a poop, say, I'm getting rid of all this shit in my life. And I was like, dang, that is kind of a meditative spot. <laughs> so you kind of like, nobody bothers you. You, you got to get it out somehow, right? Something's got to get out of you. Sweat it out, poop it out, whatever. You got to puke it out. I mean, drinkers sometimes, they just let it all. Yeah, when it gets to a point. Yeah, you got to let it go. Spell that shit, man. Yeah. So, um, but I do Bikram yoga and that it. in and of itself has been a way to practice it because you go in there, your thought is, dang, it's hot in here. 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 Yeah. And then you're like, I got to let that go. I can't do this if all I think about is dang, it's How hot. How hot it is. Yes. Then you're like, dang, I'm weak. Dang, I'm weak. Dang, I'm weak. <laughs> dang, I'm weak. And, and you're like, I got to let that go or I'm never going to finish. And then you're like, oh, I'm so inflexible. Oh, my goodness, I'm so inflexible. And so you're like, God, all these things. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. My kid's crying. What do I care if my kid's crying? I should not be ashamed that my kid's crying. They do those things. We're not eating a great meal. Why should I be ashamed of that? We're not going to eat a great meal. My husband makes me feel bad. Why am I, why do I care about that? Why do you, you proliferate your bad problems. Yeah. You have to, what they say um, in Dr. David R. Hawkins book is he goes, look to the emotion. Thoughts are derived from emotions. So if you're thinking these thoughts, what emotion caused that? Am I fearful my husband will leave me? Is that why I feel like that? Do I think my kids don't love me is why they're crying? Now square yourself up. He's not leaving you. Your kids don't hate you. Yeah. This is just a moment that will pass. And so that that helps me let it go. That and you know, as we keep getting older. Oh my goodness, Emily, I've known you for like a decade. I like, know. Isn't that crazy? I'm <laughs> turning 30 this year. Woo! I know, but also like, oh. But then <laughs> no, I'm like, so bad. But then I'm like, why do I care? Because it's just time. But the reason I care is because as I get older, time just goes so fast. And yeah. I am like, I am literally going to close my eyes and wake up and I'll be 80. Yeah. You're starting to get perspective on Holy time right shit. now, right? Yes. Right? And so now as we're getting older, we get perspective on time, which we also see that like, we got so bent out of shape. 
out of stupid stuff, out of teeny tiny things. So now that you have that perspective, you can relay that to, am I going to remember this tomorrow? Will I remember this next week? Okay, that guy cut me off. Will I remember that (laughs) that gray Nissan cut me off tomorrow? Okay, that was not a big deal. Like there's yeah. just too I love much what you to said let about go. Water holds memory. <laughs> yeah. Oh I my god. Get really that shit that. out. What Emily. was that guy? His name is Dr. Emoto, and Emoto. you may have seen okay. some of his stuff where okay. he would watch things crystallize, and the most beautiful crystal he said he ever saw because it formed perfectly symmetrical with such great detail and beauty was a crystal from water that had been told love and gratitude. And then he looked at the ones that were told ugly or stupid. Like actual water and they were, molecules? Yeah. And, well, as it freezes, it like, becomes like a snowflake. Yeah. And it has a form, like a unique form for every one. Ones that had ugly or stupid were like these wretched, deformed ones. Oh. And so he tells this beautiful story about these Buddhist monks going to this water source where the water that people, I believe that it was used for drinking down further. It had become so clouded, and it was so disgusting, Um, and they weren't quite sure why. So they brought this Buddhist monks to pray over it, and they thought, because, you know, they've got much more pure minds than ours. Yeah. Minds that go to all these fault-finding, critical, awful, wah-wah stuff that we always (laughs) do. And they prayed over it, and it became clear, and they found that there was a body actually in the water. What? Yeah, (gasps) and so... I think we're starting to realize that intelligence is in everything, everywhere, all the time. And water is so good at storing it. And maybe that's why I'm good at shifting my life. I love to bathe. Me too. I love to sit in a bathtub. I love to sweat. That's been my thing. Yeah. I need to do it more then. Because I've always thought of it, is it just because I'm being present? But that makes so much more sense for for me is that it's finally me shifting and just kind of like, "Ah, I'm fine. Yeah. You like released it in an actual physical release, not just the emotional release. It it really is nice because even if you think Emily and I are up here bullshitting you, (laughs) feeling like it's so true, but we're not scientists. Go think that thought while you're doing it and you will feel that you just let it go. Yeah. you, You just by thinking and believing you can make things happen. So that that's a positive I love that. Point. <laughs> no, that's really helpful. God, this turned into therapy for me. Thank you. <laughs> um, so well, honestly, you're only going to get the things you want when you get rid of all the shit that's stopping you from doing it. So, that is so true. It's like purge. clutter, right? When you have oh clutter God. in your house. I wrote that on here. Oh, hit me. I wrote like purge. Purge those shitty friends. Purge the crappy food. Purge the junk in your house. If yeah. I'm in a bad mood, if I like, I think I have a face. Maybe it's that bitch face that everybody has. <laughs> when I feel that I'm wearing it, yeah, I go grab two garbage bags and I just walk around my house and go, get this shit out of my life. Because I feel like physically, like weight on your body, clutter in your home is something you have to carry around with you. And I was yeah. like, get rid of it. Just get rid of it. If you have to think, maybe I shouldn't get rid of it, get rid of it anyways. And you'll feel so much better. Do you just, are you, you like me it. that you like rearrange your house yes. all the time? Yes. And like, <laughs> like I just totally, so our spare bedroom is my like, so, I have like a little pocket sauna and 
you know, books. It's all my books. And then it just turns into my closet. Then uh, I, I like, when I walk in, I'm like, ugh. Like, I feel like I can't even breathe in here. Get me yeah, out of here. Yeah, it's like weight. Yes. It's collapsing your lungs yes. and your heart. <laughs> and then the, as soon as you, like, can walk through it and you just – it's energy flows and it's just so different. I can't yeah. even imagine having – your kids are probably – I mean, you I simplified to... their lives. What? Who am I to go put a bunch of shit in their lives? Yeah. Seriously, that's my crap. Why do they have mm-hmm. to have to deal with that? If you know anything about Montessori, it's simplifying their spaces. Almost nothing. Your kids, let me tell you something. They need almost nothing. My kids have almost zero possessions of their own. They, We have five kids, and they, they sleep in two different bedrooms, only so that if the babies cry... Um, but at one point, even when we had the five kids, the babies were sleeping in bed with Neil and I, and the three kids were sleeping in the closet in the room that we were in because we don't have stuff. We don't have these lockers, these personal lockers that we go lock ourselves up in at night. So for a gift to my children, I have simplified their lives by not having a bunch of stuff in our home that we share co- communally and in their personal spaces mm-hmm. so you just have to get rid of stuff yes yeah. sometimes you gotta move to get rid of it because you're so totally. attached to it that yeah. then the thought the of only way of- i don't even want to move this then you're <laughs> then like you'll oh get rid of I'll, it. Go, I'll leave it here um i did a great podcast with someone who is a professional organizer mm. and that if you guys Look haven't listened up. to no. that yeah go listen i know right she's gonna help me with the gym downstairs oh, it's behind the desk it like looks so nice before and you get behind you're like oh everybody's got that <sighs> little drawer it's giving me some claustrophobia. yeah <laughs> the junk drawer um okay to kind of finalize like you know your own something pretty pivotal for you as a mom what would you say like it, whether it's advice whether it's a few words whether it's you know a couple habits just takeaways um, for my mamas okay so, because we drifted a lot. I just love talking about improving your life because the best way to improve your mothering is to improve your own personal life. Really, yeah. when you look back at the things your kids, your parents did to you, I mean, they did a million amazing, wonderful, supportive, great things. And then they wronged you once and you're like, I'll hold it against them <laughs> forever. <laughs> um, so, you just want to be that great person that they love. You can never hug your kid too much. And you say, my kid hates hugging. Get up, get in there when you can. Yeah. <laughs> like You think that your kid doesn't like going out and doing stuff. Get in there and take them to do stuff. It's really such a great opportunity to live your full life with them. And the last thing I got to say is, excellence is a learned skill. And I'm not sure, Emily, if you got involved in something that you became excellent at as a child, something that you think you worked hours a day or like uh, several hours a week for a lot of, did you play an instrument? I played saxophone, but I, I always got kind of like, I never would do more than an hour practice that was like hard for me oh but that's an hour a that's day a lot actually yeah, i would usually lie when you're supposed to do 30 <laughs> minutes i would make my i would like go, i got really good at my mom's signature <laughs> ss oh yeah <laughs> and then you played soccer, soccer. yeah soccer was definitely the one i cared the most about it felt like purpose yeah. and you know? now you've had at least a decade of like fairly involved intense fitness yeah you mm-hmm. have to give your kids something to be excellent at if they don't ever feel excellence, and excellence is not 
the best person on earth. Your kid is not going to likely be the best person <laughs> on earth at anything. Yeah. That's okay. But they have to feel excellence. Yeah. And so get them something they love. You say, I don't have money for that sport. Do it anyways. I don't know if we have time for this instrument. Do it anyways. Like there's YouTube videos to learn anything. Yeah. Get them a stinking ukulele it's off so of Craigslist. to give them something. Yeah. Something that they can invest their energy into. And then you don't even have to say, I love it because then it's all about you. You say, mm-hmm. are you proud of yourself? And then your child will say, I am proud of myself. And that is how you know you're doing it right. Yeah. It's when they feel that they are capable and confident. <sighs> then they will have the dis- self-discipline to do whatever they want. Because they sense that. They sense that gratification. One little area of life you master, it transmute to any other area of life. So This is so good. Denise, <laughs> I want to... I'm going to have you back on. Um, I think this would be fun to do a Q&A and then have you. I know. Have oh, I was like, oh, I wonder if we'll have time left. And I'll say, Emily, what's your favorite new food product? Oh. Do you have anything? Because I'm addicted to almond milk coffee right now. Oh, the Califia ones. Oh, Do you have something that Calivia, a food product. jumps into your head that you're like, I might have an addiction. You know what I'm actually, I'm going to give you packets of it downstairs. Okay. It's instant coffee with MCT oil in it from Perfect And it tastes so good. So I don't even have to bring my blender anymore. But I'm Ah. on this kick right now of one one month, only one cup of coffee. You know, I always go for one month or for a day. For one month, I promise. One (laughs) month. No, no, no. One cup of coffee. One cup of coffee each day. Okay. Oh, God. (laughs) I know. God forbid. such a sense of relief. (laughs) Denise has seen me through my most ridiculous caffeine obsessions. Oh, my God. It's so good. You know, before we also say, you have to have a vice yeah. and you have to, because if you squash it, then you'll just get a new one. So yes. make one you like. That doesn't That's make you so feel true. Too because if you don't have it all at all, yeah. then you'll binge. Coffee's great. Uh, right. Coffee can't be the worst. So I'm doing this sip on more herbs, sipping on uh-huh. herbs. So I'm trying to get people to drink more tea because I thought tea was a joke. So I do one cup of coffee and then I do medicinal teas the rest of the day. Uh, very good. I'll because give some you know why they put hot water on tea water you boil the memory out of the water and then you infuse it with the memory of that beautiful plant and ingest it oh my god so boil your water to 212 degrees (laughs) (laughs) denise that's so good thank you so much okay